the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on a day that's turned out absolutely gorgeous at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. A little bit of coolness in the air, slight breeze, and a bright sunny day here at Millburgers. Everything's washed off and cleaned up. Yeah. Fresh as spring. Yeah, it'd be interesting if we uh, get any of our rain rangers that are calling at 308 8867. Uh, see what the rain was like. You guys you all got half an inch. Well, you and Calvin did, but they were talking um, this morning when the storm was about to hit about New Braunfels and some of the areas oh, north, uh, uh, going up north uh, 35, getting four or five, six, seven inches of rain. Wait a minute. No, uh, that's what they said, so I don't know what the reality is. I was curious <laughs> to, to find out what, what people got. So uh, give us a call at 308 8867 in south of San Antonio, south downtown. Uh, downtown seemed to be getting, was supposed to get a lot of rain, maybe even some hail. So we'll have to see. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, oh, hell yes. Uh, I heard I heard it interesting because I can't quite picture the. It said walnut size. How big yeah, is a walnut? About a, yeah, okay. It's a little smaller than a golf ball. Oh, okay. So I guess because it's round. It's pretty big. Yeah. They said, well. They were not concerned about it. They said that it probably they wouldn't call damage. Pea size, walnut size, probably not causing damage. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I uh, almost as big as a golf ball seems like it might cause damage. Well, somebody yeah. was said grapefruit sized um, again north of San Antonio. Oh. Walnuts, if you uh, get in a little, you know, when your kids and you're throwing walnuts, they, that that can be a serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throwing a rock that that's... You mean y'all threw walnuts up in, we, in your country? We used to throw whatever was available. Uh. <laughs> Butternuts. That's nice oh. people. <laughs> Did you all ever throw walnuts at people? Yeah, yeah. We have, oh. I have a big walnut tree in my uh, Tennessee backyard. And uh, because like uh, when they, when they, they have a uh, uh, core, the core is the walnut. And the outside is big green if it's if it's American yeah. and uh, nasty. The they would when when they ripen, they have that old black nastiness around the walnut. And they're pretty heavy when they're full oh, moisture yeah, with yeah. that green. So we we used to casually throw them at each other. 
And the casual sometimes got yeah a little more velocity on it. I never forget I I I used to be in little league. Used to play little league, so I had a pretty good arm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were throwing them at each other, and I hit a guy in the temple. Oh wow! Dropped him like a stone. I thought I'd killed him. (laughs) To this day, he should have died. Well, (laughs) what usually happens then is. Some parent, parents declare no more of this throwing <laughs> walnuts. walnuts or dirt balls. Dirt balls used to be yeah. thing. And so that would last about seven, eight days and then start again. You know. uh, it, it's, it, it, I told him, like uh, like Jeremy, my son, told told a friend of his that opened, a, opened his head with a piece of brick. Mm. And, and Jeremy comes in. Yeah, he was studying to be an Aggie, <laughs> and he said, "It wasn't his fault, Mom. I forgot to duck." <laughs> he make a good Aggie. He forgot to duck. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All right. Okay. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So, uh, if you want to call us with a rain report, or if you got hail, we'd be curious to know how things are going. I brought my little my mater that I'm so proud of. I, I brought it under the porch so that it good for you. Yeah, so wind and if it did hail, because they were still talking about pea-sized hail being kind of likely, I thought, well, if it doesn't hurt the roof, it sure could hurt the plant. Yeah, there you go. So see, yeah, see, I'm he, learning. He's turning into horticulture. He protect, <laughs> you know, protects his plants over his uh, family and yeah. belongings. Yeah, but he, he, t- he teaches. He treats his uh, favorite plants like little kitties or something. You know, you oh, know he carries one. them around and talks to them. I've got one plant. Remember when? Remember when he had the? Remember when he had the caterpillar in the cocoon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had another red deuce has now got fruit Oh, set. wow. Oh, good. So so there's three varieties, and the, they're looking, the plants are looking good and uh, blooming out there. So I'm sure the tomato reports are pretty good. One of, one of my tomato growers, uh, uh, Ms. Nethery, up in, uh, up in uh, Junction, said that her, uh, she had, and she'd been testing for tomatoes for me for, 30 years, 35 years, and uh, and she said Red Deuce did did as good for her hill, in the hill country as any tomato she's ever grown. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. And it was really good tasting. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's a winning she thought, combination. She thought it was good, too. All right. Speaking All right. of good tasting. Yes. We got a little project coming up. I will ask Trace if they're on availability yet. But if they won't, if they won't be there for next week or this week, whatever you call this week, uh, it'd probably be there the next week. In that uh, uh, we've got a new tomato that uh, that we want some, and it's mainly going to be confined to our listeners. And the people that shop at meal burgers, there there may be some at some other nurseries, but uh, uh, I, I, if I know Trace, he'll he'll get quite he'll get his fair share. Let's put it that way. Of a tomato called Tasty Lee. Ooh. T a s t i dash l e e, and uh, it was specifically developed in, in Florida. Uh, 
I think I think the, the Lee part of it, L E E, is uh, Leesburg, uh, Florida, where the uh, experiment station is, and it was specifically developed for taste. Uh, in other words, uh, taste and nutrition. It's supposed to have. It's supposed to be have more lycopene. Is that right? Yeah, the uh, red. which is vitamin A. Uh, in it as well as taste good so we got we got some we got a specially grown uh for for this air for uh for our little test and we want people uh, to come there are not many of them and so when we announce them that they're actually here uh, if you got if you got room in your garden and we like to have, most people have planted uh, the rodeo tomato for this year, 1823. And they also have a celebrity probably. And so we want them to grow Tasty Lee as well and then compare the taste. And So how did they see. get in? How did they move ahead of the, they didn't serve in the testing period, did they? Tasty Lee? No. This, I, is, this is not one of David's. Um, sidekick professor no, promotion. No, 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 no. This is a, a University of Florida. U- uh, University, yeah, University of Florida, or Florida State. I can't. I think it's University of Florida. So, how, how, what, what made you decide that this was worthy of a, a special position well, in our t- testing area? Well, uh, it was by accident. Tasted it or it was by accident. Somebody, somebody, they they contacted, they talked to the uh, the plant growers, and uh, you know we we I talked to the plant growers because we had several of our people call in and said that uh, they wanted wanted us to try or get some plants of sun. Sun, uh, let's see. Sun, sun Master. Sun Master. That oh, was it? Okay. That's wow. It. Yeah, I remember that discussion. Uh, and and so I told told them to find some seed and to grow some plants so we could have it available here at Millburgers. Well, no, Heat Master, not Sun Master, Heat, heat Master. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, they... They, they when they ordered the seed, they back ordered them. In other words, they were out of seed for some reason. So uh, we substituted this tasty lee because everybody's always wanting a tomato that tastes better. And they 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 claim, you know, we've talked about 1823. The this year's rodeo tomato actually has in its description that it tastes better. So and and Tasty Lee, most of its description indicates that it tastes better. Now I'm skeptical because of the taste test that I've done. So I'm thinking the results of this. My hypothesis on this mm-hmm. is that uh, some people are going to think it's the best tasting tomato they ever had, and some people are going to say. It's not any different, and some people are going to say it's worse. That'll it be taste as good as as uh, 1823. Some people won't even do it. Las, no, Ve- no, well, <laughs> Las Vegas odds will probably do the the typical 
one third, one third, one third, like all the other, a lot of most of the other taste tests yeah, that you've done. Yeah. So I, I'll I'll just uh, then I'll uh, take pleasure in writing my colleagues in Florida and telling them. They'll say in Texas it doesn't taste. In, in Texas, yeah, yeah. but it, it, might, it might in Florida, but in Texas it doesn't. But anyway, we'll we'll let you know when those come in. So if you got an extra spot for a tomato or two, uh, don't don't plant them just yet. Even even though we've got, if you haven't planted your tomatoes yet, and you want to catch up with everybody else, yeah, you can. They've they've got some uh, gallon size containers of uh, of the prettiest big tomatoes you ever saw in your life. Yeah, and, uh, just just beginning getting ready to bloom. Some of those are bigger b- bigger than the tomatoes in my garden that are blooming and setting yeah. fruit. Well, you know, I always tell the story when I was doing TV. I would show people how to pot them up, and and then put them on the side of the garden, and then we would plant some in the garden, mm-hmm. and then uh, we would visit them on TV every about every couple of weeks, every every couple of weeks. And inevitably, the ones in the in the containers, because the soil temperature would warm up in the root zone in that pot uh, faster than the soil would. In the soil melting, they just stood there and looked at it. They just stared at you. They stared at you. Well, I think I think the the fertilization too, the osmocote, yeah, ends up being a more potent fertilization. That's true. Than most. Uh, you, know, you know, as much as we like 19.59, and I suppose you could get that same potency that you do from Osmocote in a container, but it just it just somehow seems like it give, it has more of a impact because you can see that in a, a lot of nursery-grown kind of Oh, thing yeah, too. yeah. And so before the TV cameras got out there, I would pull up the – I'd replant, you know, because I didn't want to explain – Oh, hi. Why the ones in the ground weren't growing as fast as the ones in the pots? And you didn't, and, but these, you, and you didn't want to say they were just staring at you. <laughs> these, these out here that that they got for sale, and these are the recommended varieties. Uh, they are they uh, they've been fertilized with osmocote in the pots as well as uh, as well as the uh, water soluble fertilizers. Uh, you know, we talked about we talked about uh, the the benefit of actually using both types of fertilization, especially on tomatoes. Uh, the comparison of the slow release osmocote, uh, osmocote uh, plus, uh, then then uh, feeding feeding with the uh, our watering. With a water-soluble fertilizer, at least once a week. Now these, these tomatoes out here, every time every time they were watered, they were watered with a weak a weak solution of of, of fertilizer. So uh, that's why they're so pretty and dark and green and looking good. And we've also got some on the tables, on the on the on the benches. Uh, the, of the smaller varieties, yeah, if, no. you, if you don't want to get those, the big ones. Yeah, and those four-inch pots are. I still, I think that all around, that's one of the best ways to go because yeah, yeah. they're they've got that uh, good enough root system that they can tolerate a little dryness and 
and uh, sogginess and the uh, and and then uh, but they're big enough that they can they take off. So that's a that's a good bargain, uh, four inch, and uh, easy. Then you get as many as you need. Getting in the old days, you got six packs. Without a fail, you only wanted three. Or, yeah. And so you planted more than you needed. And uh, Neil Sperry said, Neil Sperry says it's time to plant. Uh, way too long, and you run into summer's heat. Now this uh, this uh, Tasty Lee is a heat setter. At least that's what they claim. It's a heat setting tomato, so we don't have to worry about that. And uh, Neil's given a, I don't know where he gets this, a stay with small fruiting types. Well, uh, most of the tomatoes we recommend are large fruited types, uh, slicers, slicing types. And uh, I, I think he, he he's getting that out of some old literature and then some old, old variety recommendations that uh, the small fruited types tend to set fruit a little better, a little quicker. But as you proved in your garden, the, the ones that have the potential of producing one-pound-sized tomatoes are already setting fruit early. And along, along with the BHN 968. 968, the cherry yeah. tomato. And we've got uh, the world supply of uh, the cherry, the BHN 968 is the one that's so hard to find because... It performs so well for people, well, and, and not such a big plant. Well, one of the I think a lot of the gardeners that listen to our show um, like to have a, a selection of a, at least three tomatoes. You know, a cherry tomato like BHN 968, a medium size, and then a big a big slicer like Red right. Booster. And so that way, and we see it year in and year out. Uh, the, of course, the the better a tomato is, the more reliable it is. But even the most reliable have some variations. So it's always a a good insurance policy to have a few of the recommended varieties. Oh yeah, and, and like we always tell people, don't plant all of one. Regard you know, don't plant all the rodeo tomatoes because some years they they'll do pretty good, but some years uh, the varieties perform differently in different environmental conditions. And you can do like Steve Brown and be absolutely sure which is the best variety until he changes his mind. <laughs> you know, Has he planted his yet? Oh, yeah. What did you all plant? Uh, we planted uh, Tycoon, which he loves, and yeah. then HM1823. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. Well, that's that's one thing he has he's learned from the celebrity tycoon experience mm. that... Uh, it's be, it's good to uh, try the new rodeo tomato because you do discover oh, yeah. new one. And then the other thing is it's uh, is uh, I think is the viewers, you know, like to get the information, yeah, compare sense. the new variety versus the yeah. People like to try stuff yeah. new, so and that's why we want to encourage our, especially our audience, to uh, try this tasty leaf, and we'll keep you advised. Uh, when the plants come in. Uh, Trace is busy. I can see him 
helping folks, but I'm sure he'll be up here in a little while. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. While we do, why don't you give us a call at 308-8867. 308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Tell us uh, how much rain you got. Did you get hail? We want to know at 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out this weekend and enjoyed David Rodriguez's presentation, Turf Grass 101, Do's and Don'ts for Your Lawn. Listen, this is just an example of one of the many ways Millburgers works hard to help you have a great gardening experience with classes once a month, with activities at the nursery, and with a terrific gardening calendar. Where can you find all this information? Well, it's a click away at millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. There you'll find out all about upcoming events and what's on sale. Like begonias are on sale this week in the 4-inch pot for 98 cents each. Petunias on sale in the 4-inch pot, 88 cents each. Texas Superstar Roses, these are beautiful. Two-gallon containers are just $16.88. You'll save on Gold Star Esperanza and Bells of Fire Texas Superstars on sale for just $16.88 in the 12-inch pot. You'll find this and much, much more on sale at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I'm Lisa Lewis. Join me as we meet some of San Antonio's most intriguing business and community leaders. Sunday morning at 7 on 930 AM, The Answer. Here's the phrase of the day, opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is when you missed out on something great because you chose something mediocre. Hi, Larry Elder here. The stock market is up, but you've been in cash because somebody told you it was going to crash. Stop listening to doomsayers. They may be costing you thousands of dollars of potential growth on your money. Call Pax Financial Group, a local advisory firm, at 210-881-5700 to help ease you back into investing. PaxFinancialGroup.com, 210-881-5700. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Have you seen a family divided over property after losing a loved one? Have you known someone who spent months or years fighting in court to receive the property that was left to them? Unfortunately, I often see families fighting in probate court. Wouldn't you like to avoid this situation? I'm Charlie Weisinger, board-certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. At Weisinger Law Firm, we can help you put a plan in place that avoids probate so your loved ones never have to set foot in a cold courtroom. Many times that plan includes a living trust. Let my team help you achieve peace through planning to ensure your family won't be stuck fighting it out in court. Just call 210-308-0800 and we'll help you get a plan in place. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas. So call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or weisingerlawfirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace through planning. Hello, I'm Randy Adams from LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. But let me take the fear out of your next purchase of an automobile. Go to HassleFreeAutoBuying.com. Let me do the negotiating and make sure you get the most out of your next trade. That's HassleFreeAutoBuying.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number is 
8867. When you come to Millburgers today, a number of your gardening peers are out here. If you're into organic gardening and are looking for a product to try, check out Nature's Creation. It's a natural line of lawn garden products, which includes fertilizers, herbicides, insecticides, fungicides, soil amendments. And their slogan is what they practice, kid, pet, and planet friendly. Um, so uh, Nature's Creation is a Texas company. Uh, they combine the latest in organic research with traditional materials to offer environmentally responsible customers solutions for their lawn and garden needs. So when you come by, check them out. Nature's creation right here at Millburgers. <coughs> Remember the slogan, kid, pet, and planet friendly. 308. How, do, how do you check them out? Do, you, do they have a display or something? Well, I think, no. I'll, I'll find out. I don't think they do. I think they're just intermingled so where you find... Oh, the, I see. The, yeah, yeah. With other products. Yeah. And I so, do think they used to call be called Nature's Guide. Okay. I'll check it out. All right. That's 308-8867. 308-8867. And toll free. It's 866-308-8867. This beautiful spring day makes us want to get out and look at maybe look at some uh, landscape or get some landscape ideas. And uh, that's going to happen next Saturday. At the uh, this year's Water Saver Landscape Tour, uh, it's a self-guided tour. And uh, when I when I was investigating this, I said, well, it would be nice if I could see kind of get get an idea of what plants are at which house. And these are nice houses. Uh, they're North of 1604 between I-10, IH-10 and Kyle Seal Road. There are lots of uh, slopes and rocky soil. Yeah, it, it's just it, sere slopes. And uh, they're, they're offering unique landscape design and plant ideas. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a free self-guided tour. Presented by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas and sponsored by SAWS on, on, like I said, next Saturday, April 8th, between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Now, if you want to see what see what the houses look like, kind of, kind of get a, a more detailed a deal of, of uh, where they're located, uh, you can go to uh, the website. <coughs> And the website is easy to remember. It's Water Saver Landscape Tour, singular, dot org. So it's Water Saver Landscape Tour dot org, and you find you find you find a map there. But more importantly than the map is each home. You got a picture of each home, and uh, and some pictures of their landscape. So you can actually see see what their landscape looks like uh, before you go out there and see it in person, and then you can uh, then you can uh, uh, like I say go go see the one that that's most uh, attractive to you. Now I went and, and applicable to your landscape. I uh, went and checked out one of them, which is really interesting because they were, they emphasized attracting wildlife. And she had a kind of a different attitude towards wildlife. Most of us that are attracting wildlife don't mean to include deer. But she she opened up her yard to the deer, 
and she still had a really nice oh. landscape, you know, and lots of... Do uh, you have an option of opening up to the deer oh, on yeah, the fence? Yeah, I mean, you can do like I have and have a tall fence and <laughs> and then just concentrate on the butterflies and the birds oh, and, I see. and the, the small mammals. Um, but uh, that's one out, out there in... Uh, uh, Oh, the Fair Oaks, Fair Oaks uh, Ranch, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's it's a really interesting uh, landscape to to look at. Lots of small small trees, which in a, in a lot of our neighborhoods that's that's where you're really going to attract the wildlife because we've got these big lawns and lawns mm. and uh, tall trees, but a lot of us, a lot of us don't have the stuff in between. You know? Wow! They eat the small trees, don't they? The deer. Well, they, they browse. They uh, they can eat at them, but some they don't eat. You know, we we talk about trees that they they don't eat. They don't eat the Mexican buckeye. They, yeah, that's true. They don't eat the um, Mexican plum. They don't. Uh, As I was walking up there, did you see those Mexican buckeyes on the right down there? That just full of full of fruit. Yeah, I'm the, little ones in containers. Yeah. I've never seen that. They're they're one of those like it reminds me like red buds because yeah, you, I've got them in the back back corner of my line. You just forget about them. Yeah, and then suddenly in the spring they're just <laughs> that's all you can see. They're and they look like blooms. a red bud kind of, and they bloom when red red buds yeah. bloom. And the uh, the deer don't eat them, uh, so that's so there's a lot of those kind of uh, variations. And you'd be surprised in, in that, uh, if you want to read about this, this was in my Express News article yesterday, um, that particular landscape. But the interesting thing there is that she, despite the fact that she lets the white-tailed deer in, plus she has access deer everywhere. Oh, Lord, they eat everything. Well, but they, they're, gra- yeah, they're grazers. The, they're grazers? Yeah, what the deer, the white-tailed deer don't eat, the access deer. But she has done a, I mean, she's got a full, it's a beautiful, full landscape. You can see it online. Yeah. Uh, was it Texas? Where did, I, where did I go? Oh, well, it took me to the gardeningvolunteers.org. But what's the website? Both of them work. I mean, oh, it, it takes it, you. Yeah, it, it watersaverlandscapetour.org. Yard is certified wildscape and a, quote, best in Texas backyard habitat. What's their address, if I can't? Oh, no. It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't say. Jerry, will you look and see what the name of her Oh, it says Fair Oaks Ranch. I don't know. Yeah. What, oh, did you have is. the address in here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it says, uh, blah, 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 blah. nope, it just gives that. So uh, if I bet if I, you got the tour, landscape tour map and everything, you can check it out. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Hey, don't forget, Millburgers is uh, celebrating Fiesta just like you. Uh, if you're one of those folks that loves your Fiesta medals, then make sure you go to Millburgers and get the brand-new first annual uh, Millburgers uh, Fiesta medal for 2017. It's $7. It's a bargain, and it's only uh, and other and the proceeds go to benefit the uh, Salvation Army in San Antonio and all the good stuff they do uh, for seniors, for veterans, for uh, the homeless. Uh, the Salvation Army uh, is out there and, and doing a lot of good for a lot of people. So this is a great way to support them. So that that landscape that we were trying, I that I couldn't remember the address was. 8615 Turning Leaf, and it's in Fair Oaks Ranch. Sue Millard is her name, and she's a master naturalist, and she's really interesting to talk to, too. Yeah. 
she's got uh, really makes use of uh, the hanging baskets. That's one of the ways that she and she puts things, anything that's a little fragile, she puts on her big big patio. And I, like we always do, I asked her, well, did the deer not eat, not eat that stuff, or don't they come on the on the patio? And she says, most of the time they don't, uh. <laughs> which is a typical answer because um, most folks that are in deer neighborhoods have looked out their window and seen the deer looking in. And, oh yeah, <laughs> some uh, some uh, I saw a picture or something the other day where there was a a big buck axis leaning up against the front door of the house <laughs> laying down leaning up against the front door i had a double take when i went out there uh in feral experience because i saw these uh my first thing was my gosh those fawns are early my gosh those fawns are really big and then i realized they're axes yeah deer. yeah they're pretty yeah tame they get pretty tame yeah so they're uh, grazers who knew Somebody knew. The deer gra the deer graze Milton? Yeah. If they're called grazers they do. Some <laughs> some antelopes are like that too. Some browse and some graze and we 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 get into big arguments about some people who believe that deer don't eat grass. But Forrest yeah. Appleton has sent has he cleared numerous, numerous pictures of deer eating grass. So Forrest has said, is he sure they're not eating horse herb? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The, the the deal is they're they they eat a little grass, but they can't live on grass, so they have to have browse. Yeah, their percentage. Live on. Most research projects, the percentage is well under five percent of the consumption yeah. of grass. But uh, I don't know those Hollywood Hollywood Park deer may have uh, uh Morphed or yeah, something into uh, to, uh, grass evolved eaters. into grass eaters, but uh, anyway, the uh, let's see, Neil Spear is talking about, uh, and I've I've had several comment or questions about. Uh, uh, he had a question about the we have a large, several large rosemary plants that really took a hit this winter. Can they be salvaged, and should we take them out? And uh, I usually tell people, you know, you know, it's it seems like the there's the uprights got hit harder than the the ones that are more sprawling. Rosemary. Rosemary, yeah. Uh, said if they're brown, they're not going to come back. If they're frequently her. Uh, Let's see. This 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 past winter got most of the most of them all the way to the Gulf Coast. Taller taller varieties seem to be more tolerant of cold than the, the spreading types. I I got that backwards. But I you know I know I know you guys hate it when I disagree with Neil. But oh man, they can they, they can be they are just like our Mexico like our lemons. They can just be defoliated too, and not yeah. killed. Because that, that's mine, my rosemary. You know, brown the top, but they're they're filling back in with green foliage. So it's not automatic that the stems are frozen. But probably mine are in kind of a sheltered location. Probably if they're out in the open, they would have stems would have been killed. But 
Um, so yeah. it's not automatic, but you should know by now for sure if you're. Yeah, you should see yeah. green stuff, and I've, I've I'm still getting people are getting anxious that some of their plants are not coming back, and uh, I got a email from a I got a question before I before I came over here on the webpage and uh, somebody was complaining that they're they don't see new growth on their Esperanza yet. Hmm. And and most most Esperanza that I've seen are sprouting from the bottom. Yeah. But I'm I'm what the way way uh, asked the question he's talking about he's wanting to see new growth in the top. Oh. But I, I think most of them killed to the ground this year. Well, and I think Duranto, which I think generally are even more cold tolerant, or at least same, about the same as Esperanza, Duranto throws back to the ground on almost every situation, too, and they're, they've started to, to re-sprout. Point Siena, I think there's some of those that still have are not re-sprouted yet, Jerry, but they're, they're always slow anyway, so. Yeah. But hey, we got Trace with us up here on the porch, and you can call us at 308-8867. But Trace, let's find out what's going on, and uh, it's a beautiful day here. My God, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And, uh, and we got people coming. So uh, Oh, yeah, absolutely. The plants have all been watered thoroughly. Yes, sir. And we got room in the parking lot for you. There you go. Mm-hmm. So uh, head on down, uh, make sure you buy your Fiesta medal. Mm-hmm. So we started doing that yesterday. It's actually a very pretty medal. Mm-hmm. All right. Isn't that, amazing, isn't that amazing how you get a phone call every time you get on the radio? So I want to know, what, what would you say if it wasn't a pretty medal? All right, 308. Would you say it was an ugly medal? Metal? No, of course not. Uh, it is a beautiful metal. They wouldn't produce an ugly metal. Yeah, well, that's fair. Uh, yeah, and you're saying nobody produces an ugly Fiesta metal. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying sure some do it on purpose. Yeah, Millburgers does it. Yeah, Millburgers produces beautiful. What are you saying, Calvin? Yeah, Melton and I were looking. Do you not like the metal? You've seen it. What do you got to say about it? Oh, I just, I, okay. I just find that, uh, uh, yeah. that there's that sometimes the. Looks of metals are overestimated. Uh, and I'm not saying that's the case here at Millburgers, but I just, I, I was just curious about that. Melton and I, I don't looked, have an answer for that. Mel, yeah, I don't Melton, worry about Melton and I have looked carefully at that metal. Yeah, and we think that those uh, those flowers and that fountain and everything. If they were taken off, there would be room for our picture on that. Yeah. Next now, year. Next year. Now, now, there. That would make an ugly mess. There. Hey, hey, whoa, now. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-boom. <laughs> so, Trace, all right, what else? So we got those $7, and the proceeds benefit the Salvation Army. They do. And uh, so all the catchers have them. Uh, let's see. What else? We have? we have Plant of the Weekend. Yeah. Porter Weed. Porter weed. So today's not April April I, Fools. So I know so you up. sold a lot of them yesterday. Weed. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need to catch that? On the radio. All right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, so it's like they know I'm up here or something. I think yeah. they do. So, um, <laughs> we hey, let's Porter, call now. Porter weed. It's a it's a beautiful. This is the red one, so it's a short growing variety. That's a pretty. The red one's pretty too. And um, beautiful. It grows similar to like a salvia would with a real long mm-hmm. spike and the blooms keep getting taller to a point and then you would flip it back a little bit. Uh, $6.99 and I've got about 30 left. Alright. So 20 yesterday. I got my four. Alright. 
The interesting thing about that is they okay. they uh, come back when you get a chance. They only have one or two blooms open on that spike. Yeah, it's, it's not a like a it's not uh, like a gladiola, a gladiola or, or something where where it has a spike of flowers. But it is dependable but, through the summer. Absolutely, yeah. So and it always has those one or two freshly opened, full of nectar. Or uh, straw, uh, what do they say? Concentrated nectar. Uh-huh. And there, uh, Trace, uh, Trace mentioned that they're a little bit like salvias, but I think they're pretty, they're pretty uh, independent. I mean, tough. Uh, way, yeah, but they're they're kind of in their own league in terms of looks. Oh yeah, they're yeah. hard to describe. It's it's like uh, the metal. They're hard to describe the way. When you talk about them and someone like, how could that be beautiful? But then when you see them growing, they're distinctive and they're interesting. And the hummingbird and the birds love them. He's backing out, man. The birds love them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. T- t- take a chance on those porter weeds, and then they get some purple ones when the purple ones come in. Too. I think they'd be great in containers uh, uh, on the patio or something like that to attract butterflies and. Yeah, because they they do a nice when they're they got plenty of room. They do a nice specimen, weeping kind of look with a. I don't think I've ever seen a big one. They they get. Yeah, you've grown them before, huh? Yeah. Well, this. Do last they get year? big? Big as a salvia, Greg? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they get that big. Yeah. Well, let's see. Through. Um, they look like they'd be easy to cut back and rejuvenate. Yeah, yeah because you can, um, you can easily. Uh, get a thinning cut, I mean, a, a cut down of the right. basic stem and shape them the way you want. But I think mine got to about uh, three and a half feet tall. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And the, the red one's a little smaller. But, yeah, they're nice. They're a nice plant. If you're looking for something different, you're looking for something that will, it's in the same league as mist flower or uh, milkweed in terms of attracting butterflies, uh, th- this is it. It's a good plant. We're going six ninety nine. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. When we come back, too, when Trace comes back and visits with us, uh, we'll talk about the new butterfly garden here. It uh, looks gorgeous. I walked by it uh, today, and you can tell it's just going to get prettier because of different plants. But that's all in a moment. 308-8867 is our number, 308 308- 8867, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Thanks to everybody that came out this weekend and enjoyed David Rodriguez's presentation, Turf Grass 101, Do's and Don'ts for Your Lawn. Listen, this is just an example of one of the many ways Millburgers works hard to help you have a great gardening experience with classes once a month, with activities at the nursery, and with a terrific gardening calendar. Where can you find all this information? Well, it's a click away at MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. There you'll find out all about upcoming events and what's on sale. Like begonias are on sale this week in the 4-inch pot for $0.98 cents each. Petunias on sale in the 4-inch pot, $0.88 cents each. Texas Superstar Roses. These are beautiful. Two-gallon containers are just $16.88. You'll save on Gold Star Esperanza and Bells of Fire. Texas Superstars on sale for just $16.88 in the 12-inch pot. You'll find this this and much, much more on sale at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. 
Come see the all-new Furniture Now. Furniture Now has a huge selection of sofas, bedrooms, dining rooms, kids' furniture, and Serta mattresses. Our warehouse is in the same building, so bring your truck and take it with you or use our fast delivery service. We deliver every day, even on Saturdays and Sundays. Yes, we deliver on Sundays. See our full-color circular online at greatfurniturenow.com. That's greatfurniturenow.com. Evers Road in Loop 410. And now, a word from Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free. Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super Service Award 10 years in a row. I'm sorry, but I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. When you call me, Bob Jenkins, we'll find and fix the problem you're having. If it's rodents, insects, stinging bugs, or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life, Bob Jenkins is the answer. Call Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services today and ask about their 20% off special on lawn fertilization and weed control and $20 off a lawn aeration. 210-979-PEST. JenkinsPest.com. I'm Bob Jenkins, and we are making San Antonio's lawns green again, and I approve this message. Robert Custom Homes invites you to the 9.30 a.m. The Answer Town Hall Meeting. Get face-to-face with five San Antonio mayoral candidates and those seeking a place on city council from District 7, 8, and 9. The event starts at 7 p.m. Friday, April 7th in the event center of the Magnolia Pancake House on Hebner Road. See a list of candidates and more details on the events page at 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by You Build It, Pax Financial, In-Home Senior Care, Big State Financial, and 930am The Answer. Hi, this is Rhonda Bone of Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations to serve you. Most of us have some unwanted fat we want to get rid of. Try Sigform HCG, a homeopathic fat release system. It displays no known adverse side effects, targets the abnormal fat deposits that we don't want for well-needed energy. Increase blood flow for fat burning with a healthy lifestyle plan and no dips in your sugar levels. Come in and get your information on Sigform HCG at Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations. 624 Southwest Military Drive at Shopper City Mall. Call 210-924-6922 and 8059 Callahan at the Grandview Shopping Center at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. 210-344-1482. Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM the answer. Our phone number 308-8867. That's 308-8867. And if you're outside of San Antonio and you want to call us toll free. That's 866-308-8867. I wonder now with with cell phones being predominantly how people call, If I don't know if you need toll-free numbers much anymore. I think it costs them the same Yeah, because it's all based on time. So 210-308-8867, no matter where you are. 210. But, but it, it, it makes you think you're saving some there, Okay, that's true. All right. 
speaking of things getting frozen back, we got a question from somebody who said that uh, they had a large stand of shrimp plant that was hit by the freeze but did not completely die back. Can I cut it back? And uh, Forrest writes them back, said you can either cut them back to where they free- freezes have damaged them, or you can cut them to the ground. Either way, they'll come back fine. And uh, that, that, that was uh, Neil's comment on the, he, a, lot of, a lot of people on this cutting back of things and, and freezing back of things. Uh, the, Neil, Neil makes a statement said, uh, uh, you'll be much happier either planting vigorous new plants now or replacing them with other hardier species. In other words, uh, a lot of times, something something like uh, a rosemary is a fairly s- slow grower to, to grow back into a nice larger plant, and so uh, you and and they they can be severely damaged. You don't know how da- how much damage has occurred. So most folks are doing the former, replacing them. Uh, since uh, rosemary plantings have served them well for many years. The problem is that you don't know which which winter which winter the next extreme to cold spell will roll in. So uh, he's saying that uh, if they froze this year, uh, if we have a, another cold winter like cold cold spell, we didn't have a cold winter. We had a several cold spells, but uh, that you can can lose them again. And like he says, the uh, the taller varieties seem to be slightly more tolerant of cold than the spreading types do. That's strange because when you, you think of, I was thinking of uh, a little heat heat radiation from the soil. So from the soil. Yeah. I, I guess when it gets that cold, that uh, that doesn't help. Uh huh. Well, and it much. could it could be just the when they uh, I don't know when and what process they went through. To to breed the spreading variety, maybe they just selected low growing varieties, and maybe something in the genetics that makes them more cold tolerant. I mean, cold susceptible too. But uh, yeah, it uh, is a yeah. That, that rosemary is a nice plant. Uh, you, you know, in terms of landscape, and then for folks that like the taste of rosemary in cooking, that's an extra dividend. Yeah. But there's enough rosemary planted in most <laughs> oh, neighborhoods. Yeah, for, you you can borrow from the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Everything could taste like rosemary. A lot of people use it as entranceways to their to the to their subdivision or whatever. So, and the deer don't eat it. No, they don't. They so that's a yeah, that's another good sales. And uh, the the flowers can be pretty attractive. Uh, where was it, Jerry? I guess it was out there by Dorothy Weedy's house that we we were out there when we saw the uh, oh the shrimp plant, the golden shrimp plant. Right. They also, uh, I think that same landscape out there, or one close to it, had rosemary planted in what looked like to me maybe a little too much shade, but it was blooming nice in the winter. Oh winter, yeah. Winter time, a nice blue bloom. So. It, uh, yeah, we sometimes we over uh, underestimate its landscape value too. 
You see what I'm talking about on this golden yeah. uh, how, how the 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 plume looks yeah. scattered or it's like the, the no the pink one. Did I've already question? got one of those. Thank you anyway. Can we ask it? Can we ask the question on the air? Sure, we can. Here you go. All right. Let me get you the mic. Here you go. And put that there. And yes, sir. What you got there? So my question is on yesterday's show. You talked about Myers Lemon. Right. Okay. And my question is, how much water does it take? How much do they take? Are you growing them in the ground or in a container? In, in, the, in the ground, yeah. In the, in the ground. They're not a seriscape plant. Yeah. I mean, well, they'll, they'll, well, they'll survive. They'll survive but if fruit. you want them to maximize the bloom and the production, they, I, I think you probably... Well, in a container, I water mine twice a week. Yeah. So in a ground, you pro- you'd water at least once a week, and if you had some mulch on there, make a difference. But w- when they're newly planted, you'd probably be watering them to- twice a week for a while. But through the summer, that w- it would be twice a week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, because I'm not going to be here in the summer, so. Yeah. Yeah. The deer will eat them. Have you got deer? No. You've got deer? You don't have deer? Good. I'm, yeah. I'm on the inside of 410. Oh, okay. So, so you're going to be gone this summer? Yeah, Did you say? I, I'm actually building a house down here. Uh-huh. I live up in Minnesota. Minnesota? Not me. New yeah. Jersey, uh, me. Oh. But my wife's Minnesota. But uh, oh, man. How'd you get so lucky, lucky to get a Minnesota wife? And I never thought we'd move either because she's one of seven. Uh-huh. And... Uh, she had a slight car accident one time because it was icy, and this was maybe seven years ago, and about, oh, two weeks after the car accident, I came home. She said, what do you think about moving to Texas? I said, let's go. Uh, <laughs> didn't take you long to, to make that decision. Huh? Now, not, sometimes, sometimes you can get uh, uh, a neighbor to, to, to water because... The le- there's a real affection for the lemons, of course, and they'll. Okay. Yeah, somebody if you if you've struck up an acquaintance with them, they. Well, I, I have, more than once, but I don't I don't know. Tell them tell them that we said that they should step forward and help you, because your wife's from Minnesota. Okay, I'll tell them all that. But I I just don't think it would make it through the summer then, you know, because I'll be gone from. Well, yeah, now. I guess I guess once a week water, and you might make it. You'd make it through the summer. You just ma- you, and you're not worried about maximizing production this year. So uh, put a put a berm around it. Okay. Yeah, you, you know that hold water uh, this year, and then if you can d- just tell your neighbor to go there once a week and fill that berm up. Okay. That'll work. Yeah, should make it. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay, Good luck. Good luck on your new house. Thank you. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867 and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. A reminder, David Rodriguez was here yesterday. David did a, uh, a the um, Adult Earthkind Seminar, uh, <laughs> Turfgrass 101. He's done He's done pretty well despite serving as our intern, Jerry. Uh, no, he's, he's done well. <laughs> a lot of our interns... Who knows where they are? <laughs> um, but if you want to know when the next seminar is, uh, obviously you can listen to the show. But you can also go to MillburgerNursery.com 
millburgernursery.com, where you'll find a calendar of events that are coming up both here at the nursery and around San Antonio. You can go to millburgernursery.com to get the newsletter. You can go to millburgernursery.com to find out what's on sale. So that's all at millburgernursery.com. Well, what is the next? All right, I'm going to go look then. I know. Okay, then you Already, tell. I don't know when. Would you like to tell us? No. Okay. <laughs> the uh, it's on citrus. Remember? Oh, that's right. It's in. Uh, it sounded like it was in mid-April. But yeah. I'll, I'll find out. I'm looking for April. I'm going to the website. I'm going to news and events. And let's see when it's scheduled. Y'all keep talking. Oh. Oh, we're we're concentrating on the yeah, we're citrus and the, the, uh, the when when it was. A lot of people have uh, uh, are worried about uh, like I said. Oh, Dr. Dan Lineberger of Texas A&M, he's department head of horticulture over there. Again? He sent me a picture, I'll have to send it to you, of of a plant of of the Bardock butterfly plant, the milkweed, Uh covered with the monarch larvae. Oof. And defoliated, oh, yeah, completely eaten, and I mean it's it's a great picture. Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you so you can use it uh, with your next uh, milkweed uh, information. But uh, they they seem to be happening. In other words, I mean, you know, for the first first year or two that we were doing that milkweed thing, I was kind of skeptical, but. Uh, We've had several reports this year that they've literally eaten the plants to the you know eaten eaten all the foliage off the plant. Yeah, and, I, and there's a lot of uh, larvae on on the plants. And as I related yesterday, you know when we started this effort, the idea we don't care if they ate the milkweed. You know who worries about milkweed? Yeah, yeah. Now, now. Uh, the gardeners and horticulturists have gotten into growing the milkweed. Yeah. So yeah. now they're, t- they're they're giving advice like, well, uh, cover it so that the butterflies can't eat it that first year, <laughs> so it can get some, you know, kind of like uh, here's how to here's how to maximize your attractiveness of your milkweed. Wait a minute, we're we're, <laughs> we're planting this silly weed so that the do we have milkweed in our butterfly eat. garden here? Huh? Oh, You're yeah. part of the butterfly. Do we have milkweed? Oh, yeah, we do. Good. They've hey. got, they've got uh, the tropical milkweed and the tuberosa in it. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. In the meantime, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. Plus, I'll tell you when the citrus workshop is coming up right after this on 930. So you finally found it. Yes, you don't. back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, we're live here at Millburgers where the sun brings out the blooms and the sun brings out the gardeners. So we're getting full of people again. So uh, come on out here, enjoy your gardening peers. There's, uh, I think the rain is kind of, people f- may have uh, kind of 
uh, hesitated because there's not the lines there were yesterday there aren't there today that's my point so if you well, were they don't want to get hit by walnut sized <laughs> hail sure well it's it's past now it's okay <laughs> uh, but yeah my point being that if you were a little worried about my neighborhood and Jerry's neighborhood but it may have been more other places that's about that's about perfect it has some impact uh, especially our newly planted vegetable gardens and flower gardens and then the last time it rained it was an inch which is even better inch is a pretty perfect rainfall because it penetrates mulches and penetrates foliage and gets into the soil so good nice cool evenings and uh, warm warm days this is pretty ideal for gardening and getting plants in there okay so on may 27th as i look at millburgernursery.com i can see that david will be here presenting a workshop called citrus trees for your patio and landscape uh so that's a little bit off and then uh for your kids we've got a, a kids workshop coming up on the 29th of april uh kids class texas free tail bats which is always, anytime you uh, include in the kids' workshop bats or bugs or planting <laughs> uh, seeds and stuff, the kids those get busy. Now, with those, because they supply stuff to the kids to do and there's things to take home, they do have. There's no they cost. They get to take a they, bat home? Yeah. No, I don't think you could take a bat home. That didn't work out well. Oh. Uh, 497-3760 <laughs> is the number to call to RSVP uh, so that you're uh, on the list. That's 497 497- Three seven six zero, and I know the 29th seems like a long way off, but I'm going to encourage you if you already know that you're going to want to be here, just call and make the reservation, the RSVP for the free workshop for the kids. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So, Calvin, do you know if spinosad has a residual? It's not. It's not like BT. I think it's mainly contact, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it has a little, uh, a little real residual because of that. The fire ant uh, impact is not immediate, but uh, uh, certainly more than BT, but not not nearly as much as a lot of others. We were just thinking about uh, several questions in Neil's articles and. Uh, and then uh, the uh, things to do, the section, about the aphids on the new growth of the of milkweed. And we talked about yesterday that you get to spray them off of water. Yeah. I think but I was wondering if you could hit them with spinosad, if, if that would have any residuals to, uh, to yeah. the larvae, insect larvae. I think you got you got a, a bunch of butterfly people aghast. In the audience, I think I would. I think there is a little. Well, that's bit, why I asked. Were yeah, there any residual? Yeah. If they're not any residual, you you know you could just spray them spray them with that yeah. that uh, organic uh, insecticide. And uh, I'm stick I'm sticking with the uh, probably the water. Would be yeah, the water is a little. What is it? What did we say? Five five percent or less detergent. A little. Mm-hmm. Water would be water would probably be best than even the soap, because we are just remi- have to keep reminding ourselves that we're planting the milkweed for the butterflies. Um, 
not for its own sake. And uh, those those aphids, and then there's also a uh, milkweed uh, beetle that come. I mean, uh, that eats the eats the milkweed too. Um, I'm not sure what it e- eats. I was going to check on that, but I haven't done it yet. But they they got that same uh, bright. They were kind of red and black checkered. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a few of those on every milkweed plant. So maybe somebody in the audience knows knows what the beetles actually eat. But uh, that's part of the package usually on milkweeds. And one of the one of the things people are worried about are uh, with the uh, wholesale nursery industry involved full scale in producing milkweed is that residual uh, insecticides. So if you got if you got the aphids and the beetles on there prospering, that's a, that's a good indication that there there's not going to be a right, problem right. with the cat uh, with the monarchs if they lay there. Well, they don't, the wholesale nurseries don't use systemics anyway. Yeah, uh, very much because because of that residual that that possibly could be there. But like you said, and to prove that point, if if there if there were residual in milkweed plants, it would uh, do away with the. I, uh, I, I know that you don't understand it, but there are there are folks out there that don't that don't have the faith that you have in the nursery industry. Is that right? Yeah, I can't imagine that. I can't either. But we've got to learn to love each other. Chris. That's right. And in the meantime, just and trust. Just if you if you just having trust is so important in mm-hmm. our industry. You just can't stand having those aphids on your milkweed. Just <laughs> squirt them off with a little water pressure. Well, and and as as far as well, I don't I don't imagine the aphids get on the very small plants that the the growers are growing. Are oh, they? I don't know. I've gotten. Uh, they seem to be on the taller plants, larger plants. Yeah, I've gotten. I mean, but but they they get on them pretty quick because yeah. even the, those I've purchased from nurseries uh, already have uh, already them. have them aphids, yeah. So, well, uh, they kind of better it didn't have any residual. That would be the, you know, if it was a pure contact deal. Uh, I guess we ought to ask. Well. Just let's stick with the spray of water. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with spraying with water. I because I we've got such a clear uh, scope view here for t- taking us out. Yeah. Jerry is the one with kind of the bald forehead. On the... uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, a lot of people are worried about. Uh, Neil had a question about. What can I use to kill clover in St. Augustine lawn? Some of the products labeled to control it only wounded it while they damaged the St. Augustine. And uh, Neil recommends uh, to apply a broadleaf weed killer, uh, your local independent retail garden center sells broadleaf weed killer products containing only 2,4-D they would be less likely to burn the St. Augustine, although it's still a good idea to spray only when daytime temperatures are no warmer than 85 degrees. And uh, I, I come back to 
Your weed-free zone. Weed-free zone. I come back to my weed-free zone. It, it works and, so well uh, for surely, me. Surely. Well, and, and lawnmower. Yeah. Now, I, I always question if they're talking about clover on our alkaline soil, they're probably not talking about clover. They're talking about oxalis. Oxalis, which is hard to deal yeah. with. Clover is a little easier to kill than oxalis. And and I will tell you that you don't have to worry about your horse herb. I don't think you're <laughs> they're going to get rid of your horse herb. For those of you who are now culturing horse Well, if herb. You, you work at it, you can probably kill the plant as you look at it. But of course, it's a, it's a seeding perennial. <laughs> so if you're, if you're, you know, the seeds will come back, or the if if you don't kill the roots, the roots will come back. That's why it's, that's why it's so persistent. It's just got it's got characteristics that allow it to survive in our environment. I never have sprayed my uh, horse herb with weed-free zone. I guess I ought to do that to see if it'll see what take it out. There. Well, or but, uh, see, see what it'll do to it. But it now, won't take it out. Yeah, now that we've, I mean, it, now that we've declared it part of that s- sustainable winter lawn, it's just no reason. And because it doesn't, uh, it does get tall. I mean, in a raised bed, it can get eight, ten inches tall. Yeah, but, but it mows so easily. Yeah, and in the in the lawn area, usually the soil is not that same richness mm-hmm. or as in a raised bed so it does, usually you don't get it any taller than the lawn would be what are right, you looking three. for <laughs> oh. okay. 308-8867 is our number you're okay 308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 uh, give us a call tell us how much rain you got and tell us uh What's going on in your gardening world at 308-8867? Yeah, I want to hear from those four to six inches that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then uh, I was watching one of the ones, and he was explaining that uh, it said it was raining nine inches an hour, and he said that probably wasn't accurate <laughs> because if there was hail, uh, the the whatever the radar is that determines it uh, bounces off the solid object rather than, I guess, the liquid object. And uh, it it looks faster. Oh. Um, yeah. So, but he said this. Still said it was probably three to four inches of uh, of rain per hour. Now it only lasted, I guess, about ten, fifteen, twenty minutes. But, mm-hmm. So that's about an inch. So it sounds like uh, people got about that much. Three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Somebody was uh, wrote in and wanted to know about books or pamphlets available for about vegetable growing. Years ago, I was able to obtain books from A&M on cattle and grass. Things change, I know. In other words, he's saying, can he get them from Texas A&M? Well, right now, um, all all most of our vegetable gardening information is on the internet and uh, you can you can have access to it through uh, plantanswers.com and uh, if you want a book uh, don't forget our my late friend uh, Sam Codner Dr. Sam Codner has a, probably the definitive uh, vegetable growing book in, in Texas it's called Vegetable Gardening in Texas isn't that right? 
yeah. vegetable gardening in Texas, right. and you can find it at most bookstores. A couple of our other friends, uh, I was trying to, are Bill, you, Adams? Bill, yeah, Bill, Bill Adams, the yeah, Houston, Houston crew, they they got another book. Yeah. I think uh, I think Sam's book is uh, the text is Texas text. The text part of it, is, I, I find that oh, uh, oh, yeah. more informative than... Yeah, Sam was a good writer. Yeah. was a good writer. Uh, the, uh, now, if you can't find those books in the bookstores... Hey, there's a hummingbird. Yeah. Look at him. Yep. He's he's flittering. He's on, on the red salvias there. Do you see him, Calvin? You saw him, right? Oh, yeah, I do. He's been cruising. <laughs> But uh, anyway, you, you can uh, order, or go on the internet and look up uh, uh, Texas uh, uh, Texas Gardener magazine, and they've got a bookstore that they sell sell all those all those vegetable books in. So Texas Gardener some of them are out of print. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And and especially Bill Adams and play people mm-hmm. like that, Texas Gardener magazine, which is the only only magazine left now that Neil Sperry doesn't doesn't have his magazine anymore. Neil has a, a weekly news a weekly e- email newsletter. So, uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308 8867. We got more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment on 930 AM on the answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out this weekend and enjoyed David Rodriguez's presentation, Turf Grass 101, Do's and Don'ts for Your Lawn. Listen, this is just an example of one of the many ways Milberger's works hard to help you have a great gardening experience with classes once a month, with activities at the nursery, and with a terrific gardening calendar. Where can you find all this information? Well, it's a click away at millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com. There you'll find out all about upcoming events and what's on sale. Like begonias are on sale this week in the four inch pot for 98 cents each. Petunias on sale in the four inch pot, 88 cents each. Texas Superstar Roses. These are beautiful. Two gallon containers are just $16.88. You'll save on Gold Star Esperanza and Bells of Fire. Texas Superstars on sale for just $16.88 in the 12 inch pot. You'll find this and much, much more on sale at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all from water heaters and softeners to stopped up drains and new gas lines see why angie's list has given us the super service award five years in a row or read our testimonials at our website tpdtx.com call us at 210-698-9790 for texas plumbing diagnostics we respond to your emergency stat texas plumbing diagnostics 
We respond to your emergency. Stat. Come see the all-new Furniture Now. Furniture Now has a huge selection of sofas, bedrooms, dining rooms, kids' furniture, and Serta mattresses. Our warehouse is in the same building, so bring your truck and take it with you or use our fast delivery service. We deliver every day, even on Saturdays and Sundays. Yes, we deliver on Sundays. See our full-color circular online at greatfurniturenow.com. That's greatfurniturenow.com. Evers Road in Loop 410. Robert Custom Homes invites you to the 9.30 a.m. The Answer Town Hall Meeting. Get face-to-face with five San Antonio mayoral candidates candidates and those seeking a place on city council from districts 7, 8, and 9. The event starts at 7 p.m. Friday, April 7th in the event center of the Magnolia Pancake House on Hebner Road. See a list of candidates and more details on the events page at 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by You Build It, Pax Financial, In-Home Senior Care, Big State Financial, and 930 AM The Answer. Attention, if you or a loved one has been surgically implanted with a hernia mesh implant, you may be at risk. Many mesh products used in hernia surgeries are defective and have been linked to severe complications, including chronic pain, infections, bowel obstruction, internal injury, or the need for corrective surgery. Even the FDA has issued warnings on mesh products. If you or a loved one has a hernia mesh implant and have experienced any of these symptoms, you may be entitled to significant compensation. The team at United Law will provide a free, no-obligation evaluation. With over a billion dollars recovered for victims of defective drugs and devices, United Law can help. The deadline to file your claim is approaching fast, and you need to act. So if you or a loved one has a hernia mesh implant that has caused chronic pain, infection, bowel obstruction, internal injury, or the need for corrective surgery, call United Law today and get the compensation you deserve. Call 800-755-5002. 800-755-5002. That's 800-755-5002. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Our phone number is 308-8867. 308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Trace, did you want to talk to us about the butterfly garden? We talked about the metals and everything. Tell us about the butterfly garden. Well, we are uh, now in a, have an accredited butterfly garden. Uh, Calvin helped uh, figure out how to how to plan it all, and it's got a little nice walkway in there. Yeah, kind I of saw a that today. Peaceful situation that uh, we're hoping we can help the butterfly population and uh, get that going. Well, and give homeowners give Calvin idea. something to talk about. Yeah, but give homeowners an idea of what they can do too. Oh, sure. Yeah, and that's that's it's the, very pretty. The there's both nectar plants and there's uh, some plants for uh, caterpillar in there, sure. too. There, there, was a, there was a guideline that we had to follow, and we followed it. So we have uh, the, the amount of plants that they suggested and the varieties that they suggested. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to change a few throughout the year. Uh, I do need to add my porter weed into that. Oh, good. Um, so yeah. that's, not, that's not planted yet, but I was kind of hoping I'd sell them all and not have to plant them. <laughs> and we'll bit, uh, we've got the uh, smaller zinnias in there now. That are blooming, and then later in the season we'll have some of the larger zinnias. Zinnias are kind of a key nectar plant, so and it looks nice. That that's the other the compromise is to just to show folks what they can have that'll attract butterflies, plus be really an attractive part of the landscape. Easy to do too. Very easy. So when you come to Millburgers, look for the uh, big metal horse, and it's uh, kind of 
Uh, this way. But, uh, yeah, that way. Uh, <laughs> it's about 20, 25 yards past the Pokemon metal horse. There you go. Uh, against the front fence. And you can see it. Cool. What else? Uh, do you have a second to tell us about what's coming up to the nursery? Or? No, you're well, busy. let's see. We talked about the medals. Uh, we're going to have a, a fiesta type of event coming pretty quick here. And uh, yeah, I think weeks. we're going to be doing another uh, uh, cooking thing. So I'm, oh, good. I'm pre- pretty sure we're going to have some version of fajitas, whether it's chicken or hey. beef yet. I don't All know. All right. But we're going to have BWI out here. We're going to have the uh, Happy Frog people helping sponsor it. And we should be donating the money to uh, the food bank. Well, that'll be fun. So instead of uh, chicken or beef, we'll have frog legs. That's right before, oh, shucks, I shouldn't have closed it. Oh, wait, I didn't. Hey, it's right can, before can the, um, question while you're looking? the kids' class. So it's on the 22nd, and then the kids' class on free tail bats is the 29th. Yeah, go ahead. We've had uh, a lot of inquiries about the Whopper begonia. We got both type of whoppers out there or not? Well, right right now there's a dark leaf red. I saw one or two of a different color. And I tentatively have some hanging baskets ordered as well. Uh, but as I was discussing with you all, the vendor's fax machine is not <laughs> working. So um, uh, that's still marginal. But they're, they'll be on the way. They're on the way. More. Well, within the next few weeks, you bet. We'll have a bunch of... I told, uh, told somebody that the... The, they'll probably be available at the nursery through now until about June 1st. But uh, yeah, at least at least, through, at least through Mother's Day, maybe. Because if you have not tried uh, the Whopper Begonia, uh, it's a Texas superstar. Uh, I think introduced last year as a superstar, but uh, outstanding landscape plan, a lot of fun. And Jerry, Jerry likes the Semper Floor. And yeah, I still like the little, little, little Whopper Junior. Well, and I'm, I was, okay, I'm, I was okay with the begonias. They're, they're a great shade plant, but, but the Whopper is a, to me, is a step above that in terms of oh, landscape yeah. impact. A lot of fun. Big, they're large, big foliage. Uh, Relatively uh, tough. Next week's plan of the week is going backwards on something, so I'll, t- I'll tell you all off the air, but uh, <laughs> let's see what you think about it first. Okay. Little Miss Figgy again? Oh, no, no, no. Not going back to something we've already done. Oh, it's, okay. It's a new, that was one of the popular ones. It's a new and improved, I think, oh. item. Okay. That'll be exciting. Uh, anything uh, you uh, other exciting stuff coming in? How about in the the veggies line? You got peppers. Guys we've got that we've got peppers. We've got ghost pepper transplants. No, I no not yet. Banana uh, peppers. Pretty, pretty, pretty good soon. selection of peppers. Pretty soon, banana peppers. There, yeah, I saw some bananas out there. There's uh, watermelon cantaloupe coming this week. Assuming Ooh. assuming this fax goes through. Eggplants. We have faith. Eggplants soon, too? Uh, eggplants on this same Good. order. Uh, and the, the two different varieties, so we'll have Black Beauty and Ichiban, hopefully sometime this week. I have most of the state's population of uh, dwarf cherry surprise oh, yeah, right now. Yeah, mentioned that earlier. And that, now, if you want those, you got to get them. you got to come here and, and get them because the seed is limited and the plants are limited and uh, again, that's a pretty out, that's an outstanding plant and uh, well worthwhile having it in your garden. And if if you haven't planted your tomatoes yet, I've got some fabulous one gallons that are yeah, already starting that. to bloom, and uh, you might have some tomatoes on those and edible tomatoes in six weeks. You can catch up with the people that planted two weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. 
Trace, um, you get questions throughout the week. Obviously, people can come here. Your guys are very knowledgeable. They're well-trained. They can answer almost any question, too. And, um, and what kind of questions are you guys getting from people? Uh, there's a lot of grub questions. Really? Yeah. Um, so we have to you know, explain the life cycle. Uh, they want to kill them now, which is not necessarily the right thing. They They're, see the damage now, but they should have killed them earlier? And, and a lot of it's fungal damage. They're just blaming it. They have to have something to blame it on. So uh, okay. well, they blame it yeah. on the grubs. And the, the damage now was, was from either something else or from last year. So. Right. So we always start with when did it start. Okay. So if it did start last summer, it's certainly possible. Uh, I had a lady yesterday that brought me some rhinoceros beetle larvae. All right, cool, big one. And she was she was uh, she was having a fit, and, uh, <laughs> just because of how big they were, and so we had to explain to her that that's a good. No, it's a good. That's a good one. Well, at least you don't. I'm sure your staff doesn't do like Jerry does and and give her recipes. Uh oh. No, but. Um, the ones that they've already dug out of the ground, I tell them it's it's uh, it's great fishing bait. There you go. Oh, it is good fishing bait. Huh. Okay. Cool. Anything else you can think of? But for catfish? Oh yeah. Catfish. Catfish down in the bottom. It's the, 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 they love them. Uh, lots of color. Uh, we, yeah. We've got a really good selection of roses. We did get rose patio trees in. Hmm. Um, about seven or eight different colors. And uh, they came out in California, so they are grafted, and uh, some of them are the really fancy, fancy ones. So uh, I was I was happy to see that. Um, that's really the yeah, and you've biggest got, new one. Well, on the rose too, you've got the knockouts and uh, the Belinda's Dream on sale, and there are some beautiful specimens just right they here are. now, right the second. And we've got them scattered throughout the whole store, so you can't walk through the store without <laughs> seeing a knockout rose. You really can't go through San Antonio without seeing beautiful knockout roses. Yep. They're all over town, and they look wonderful. I love that double red. Uh, yeah, I got mine, uh, my pink and red bush blooming right now. The one that grows two different colors. It's getting to sound just like a horticulture uh, yeah. on the radio. No one believes me. One I plant, see. two colors. That's all I'm uh, saying. Plus, he's sending out the photos of his tomato and I did, accomplishments. I did mention I saw the Sinisa blooming last week, yet no one believed me. You know, So what happened today? We got some rain. Yeah. And that uh, six it, inches of rain. And you... And you uh, you declared that you saw the Sinisa blooming only after Roy said that it's a hundred percent chance we're going to have rain. No, I, I I said that, but you know, I y'all y'all make me feel ashamed to support the Sinisa. You scoff at me, so I was embarrassed to say, you know. That, mm. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. He, he went looking for the bloom so he could justify his <laughs> there, theory. There weren't many blooms on them, but there were some. Yeah, they were they were sparse. So that means a quick shower. Coming through. <laughs> I'm going to take the unscientific Sinisa yeah. to a new level. Yeah. Yeah. If you only see a few, few blooms, rain's coming, but it's a quick one. All right. 308-8867. 308-8867 is our number. Uh, we talked about, we talked about, are your roses reblooming? Did it, they bloomed earlier? The Belinda's Dream? Blooming again. Yeah. They haven't stopped blooming. Oh, they didn't. They no. They took blooming. a little break. Um, 
Kind of. There were still plumes on it, but there weren't as many. And now they've come back. Are you deadheading it, taking the rose? Uh, Laura is. Yeah. She remember she could when she created the uh, oh, little bouquet. The, oh yeah, the bouquet. Yeah. But now we're afraid to cut them back, although we should, because now it's really leggy and just all over yeah. the place. Yeah. But they're pretty. Uh, you know, you really have to like Belinda's dream as a rose if you. Yeah. If it's, you want a very forgiving rose, rose that for just, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And fragrant. They're on sale, by the way. Fragrant here. to some people. Yes, some people don't smell so good. They're not fragrant. Oh. <laughs> uh, put connect, put, plant them with um, Katie Road too. The, those two together yeah. really do well. They're both tough. They bloom a long period, and they some they, they kind of cycle a little differently. So you always got one of them blooming. It seems like, but they're and, but they're both about six foot tall, um, and not unruly. A pretty disciplined plant. All right. Oh, did you want to tell us what you're pointing at? Or? All right. 308. Maybe next week's plan of the week. Oh, wow. Okay. 308-8867. I'm looking. I can't, I can't see what it is. The um, butterfly weed? Butterfly plant? That's not what that is. Oh, where are you looking? In the cart and the guy with the green shirt. Don't say the name. Oh, okay. Oh, that's neat. Okay, you're talking about the red one? Oh, this coming our way? Did I say too much? No, it's going the other way. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is when no, okay. We're off All right, we got a few minutes to break. Okay. Anyway, talking about roses, uh, I was re- I was reading my uh, Millburger Landscape and Nursery newsletter, mm-hmm. uh, my April edition that has come out, and they've got a wonderful article. I I I, I wish I'd have written it. I don't know who wrote it, but um. Wax leaf begonias. That's that's the uh, the little little begonias we were talking about just a while ago. I say little compared to compared to that big big whopper. Uh, not, uh, whopper. Uh, they they named that right, correct? Uh, they they give, give that a good name, whopper begonia, because it is it is a big one. But uh, I was looking at uh, the uh, April. Things to do for uh, for April in the and on the back page, and they they talk about uh, roses should be blooming now. Old fashioned ro and and it makes a statement. Old fashioned roses benefit by sprays and irrigation, but it is less necessary. You know, most most of the time, we think of the old fashioned roses and not needing any. Any uh, any care or or, or care or care or whatever uh, insect control or anything else like that, but uh, during adverse weather conditions they do benefit from. Uh, we we talk about Belinda's dream, mm-hmm. and Belinda's dream will get black spot. In other words, they they will. I've seen them completely defoliate. But the neat thing about Belinda's dream and the old-fashioned roses is, if they are hit by an insect or disease, it, it may knock them back, but and they defoliate, but it won't kill the plant hmm. because they're on their own root system. Yeah, okay. They're not grafted, and they're so they're a stronger plant to begin with. But uh, a lot of people say, well, I'll plant the old-fashioned roses and never have to spray them or 
do anything with them. That that was the original concept of the old-fashioned road, and some people still hold to that that uh, belief. Is but, that the deal? Why is that? Why the name Earthkind? Is that the yeah, idea yeah, that yeah. Well, and they're good. I, that's who I was thinking about, Doctor George, the Calvin's buddy. But uh, they, they, you know, they. It it depends on the quality. Just like you don't have to water citrus once it's established. Well, it's drought tolerant, but it won't have any fruit. I mean, you won't you won't have the full benefits of the potential of the plant if you don't take care of it during adverse uh, condition. So the. Uh, do, do you ever spray? Well, you got that. You haven't got any old-fashioned roses. Oh yeah, I got Mrs. Dudley Cross. Oh yeah, yeah. That's in there, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen uh, seen black spot on Miss Dudley Cross. I haven't either. I don't remember seeing. Now, Mrs. Dudley Cross, I plant with. Gets a little bigger than the the Katie Road and the Belinda's Dream. And blooms a little different pattern too, so it's kind of interesting having yeah. them all together, like that. And then Grandma's yellow is in there uh, too. So all of those. Yeah, but that that'll get uh, that uh, pattern uh, black spot too. Yeah, and I don't. Grandma's well, yellow. Now I, I don't make a point of water in them, but it, uh, it's true. If in the summertime, if you water them every three weeks, you certainly get a better. Oh form. yeah. Performance on them, especially but in the fall. Yeah, they'll. They're another plant that'll xeriscape plant. They'll they'll survive, and they'll perform really pretty well if, if you get rain like we've had the last right. few years. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to maximize their advantages, you uh, can. Uh, they uh, need a little number one water, there. some fertilization. Fertilization helps, too. and uh, then you can spray. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever sprayed mine, but I have weed. weed yeah, know. yeah. I've been in there. And, general uh, cultural practices. Yeah. Weed them. Weed them out. So people think they're, well, they're tough. They can take care of themselves. Well, they, yes and they, no. They can do that, but mm-hmm. you, you won't have the benef- full benefits of their their uh, their favorable characteristics. Yeah, yeah for, uh, landscape potential. All right, let's take a quick break while we do. Give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. We've got more of Bill Berger's Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out this weekend and enjoyed David Rodriguez's presentation, Turf Grass 101, Do's and Don'ts for Your Lawn. Listen, this is just an example of one of the many ways Millburgers works hard to help you have a great gardening experience with classes once a month, with activities at the nursery, and with a terrific gardening calendar. Where can you find all this information? Well, it's a click away at millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com. There you'll find out all about upcoming events and what's on sale. Like begonias are on sale this week in the 4-inch pot for 98 cents each. Petunias on sale in the 4-inch pot, 88 cents each. Texas Superstar Roses. These are beautiful. Two-gallon containers are just $16.88. You'll save on Gold Star Esperanza and Bells of Fire. Texas Superstars on sale for just $16.88 in the 12-inch pot. You'll find this and much, much more on sale at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. 
DeWitt Plant Fabrics are the number one choice of lawn care professionals and consumers. DeWitt's high-performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for responsible homeowners. DeWitt Pro 5 Seed Barrier, the industry's best needle-punched polypropylene fabric designed for the homeowner who demands professional quality products. Pro 5 Weed Barrier conserves soil moisture, increases growth, and prevents unwanted weeds from germinating. Pro 5 is a non-chemical, environmentally sound form of weed control, allowing air, water, and nutrients to pass through, which equates to no use of chemicals to eliminate weeds. With this permeable landscape fabric, air passes through, preventing soil suffocation, and is sustainable to grow healthy plants. The needle punch material allows water and nutrients to slowly seep through while preventing all weeds from growing. It is the ideal product for weed control under rocks, mulch, and soil. Pro 5 Weed Barrier is available at Millburgers Nursery in many different sizes. Next time you're at Millburgers, ask for DeWitt Pro 5 Weed Barrier. And now, a word from Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free. Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super Service award 10 years in a row. I'm sorry, but I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. When you call me, Bob Jenkins, we'll find and fix the problem you're having. If it's rodents, insects, stinging bugs, or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life. Call Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services today and get $20 off your initial pest control service. And ask about the mosquito treatment special. 210-979-PEST. JenkinsPest.com. I'm Bob Jenkins, and I approve of this message. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming over for lunch. Come on in. Ah, oh, thanks, Linda, for having me. Wow, it smells like garlic in here. Are you trying to ward off some vampires? <laughs> Not at all. I recently read an article on the health benefits of garlic, so I'm trying to add more into my daily diet. Why don't you just take Kyolic Aged Garlic? What's Kyolic Aged Garlic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the number one best-selling odorless garlic supplement on the market today. Notice I said odorless. Oh, really? Tell me more. Not only is kyolic organically grown, but it's aged for 20 months, creating beneficial compounds not found in fresh or powdered garlic. Is there any research? Can you believe there's over 750 published scientific studies that prove aged garlic extract reduces many cardiovascular risk factors and supports overall immunity? So where can I get kyolic? Kyolic aged garlic extract is available at fine health food stores everywhere. Check out their website at kyolic.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We've got Bill and Jack on the line. We're going to talk to Jack. He was up first at 308-8867. 308-8867. Jack, what's going on? How are you doing today? Hello. Uh, I heard uh, Jerry and Calvin talking about the rhinoceros grub. I'd like to mention something about them. Uh, Molly Keck is the county entomologist, and if people can keep them alive in some soil and stuff, I'm sure she would love to have them. She's constantly looking for them. Uh, she's at the Bear County Extension Office uh, at 3355 Cherry Ridge. And so how would somebody recognize a rhinoceros beetle grub? They are... <laughs> They scare you. 
<laughs> they are really big. Thumb and size. They, they they are, they are they're Texas size. And if people <laughs> can get those along with some soil around them that they came in to keep them alive, I'm sure she would love to have them. She uses it, uses them in her classes for kids. I know uh, when I had my uh, uh, compost pile, I was constantly taking them to her. Yeah, and they're seem to seem to appreciate them. That's cool. That's the most common pl- place to find them is around the edge of a compost pile. That's the where find them. place where, where there's no heat, but there lots of organic material that's uh, decomposed. I heard they were bioengineered by A and M. Is that right, Jack? <laughs> no, just just the blue bonnets. Oh, oh okay. The, the, the ladybird blue bonnets. <laughs> that we uh, actually those are God engineered. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, those those okay. uh, rhinoceros beetle grubs are hey, something to see. Jack, have you done yeah. a little research? You want to tell folks no, what uh, the uh, rhinoceros beetles eat? We you know? have tried. They don't work very good on skewering them. They disintegrate. Being one of Jerry's, he does, and you know, we had to find ways to utilize these things. You know, there like you go. absolutely. But the the, the rhinoceros, rhinoceros beetles, what do they? They feed on other insects. They feed on uh, organic on material, I think. Huh? I yeah. think they feed it just on decaying organic. Well, the grubs do, okay. but the the yeah. beetles. Oh, the beetles! The beetles, I'll, yeah. I'll the beetles are a predator. I just want to mention about her. Take care. Okay. Bye. okay. Very cool. Sounds good. Thanks, Jack. Bill is on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Bill. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Very fine. Thank you, gentlemen. I um, have some questions about uh, dichondra, the silver form. I don't know what it starts with an A. The, yeah, uh, right. I was wondering, um, they have some at the uh, dental school. And uh, it looks like they put it out in mats. Does it come in mats pre-grown like grass would come? Uh, it, it doesn't come here. In other words, I don't think it, I've never seen it in nurseries here. I just I've seen but, it in. But it does three-inch container mats. Yeah, I've never I've never seen it like a sod piece. I, th- I think they use dichondra in California right, quite yeah. a bit, but not here. Every once in a while it shows up, though, at a nursery here, but it's... Yeah, there's, a, there's an ornamental Yeah. That, that's red, comes in red, and... Uh, no, I'm thinking of oxalis. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But, but they... But I, I think it's hard to manage here, and it just uh, you don't get the same kind of performance. Well, they have about a quarter of an acre at the dental school, and it's in the... Uh, Paul's uh, suggested uh, list of ground covers for uh, uh, their uh, bean uh, offering or uh, things, and I just thought maybe it was a coming thing. It's it's uh, apparently big in a place north of here called Austin. Really? Is that a city or what is that? Uh, I don't know. It's just so strange <laughs> people live up the, up the road there somewhere. <laughs> I think it's a community. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't use it much here. I think we tried a few years ago, Jerry, 
uh, played with it a little bit, like on uh, that site we had on Jones Maltzberger, mm-hmm. and it just didn't it didn't fill in like uh, we would expect a ground cover to. So either we managed didn't manage it well, or I think it's the heat and alkaline. Yeah, this 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 climate is just not as desirable for it. But we'll. Anybody else out there in the audience wants to, that has actually used it and had good luck with it, let us know. We can uh, start that discussion again and see see what's happening. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. You take care. Got a question from the crowd? Can we ask it on the air? Sure. All right, go ahead. Well, why don't you give the microphone if you want to? I ahead. just want to make sure he's comfortable. Oh, okay. Hi, this is Keith. Um, hey, Keith. Well, I got I had some rosemary that froze up in the hill country at Blanco, and now that just the top has come out. Yeah. Will it be? Da- could you cut it off at the ground, and or will that kill it? I, mine did the same. I mean, does it look good? The top looks good, yes. Yeah, I'd leave it then. Yeah, cause I, cause it'll fill well, he in. He doesn't like that ugly, ugly part of it. Oh, you mean? Part. Well, he can cut the ugly part off. Okay. But, but he's saying that at the. Yeah, if I just like cut it off at the ground, would it? Oh, yeah, but uh, but the, are all oh. the stems greening up? Uh, no, well, just right on the top. They are on the yeah, top. Yeah, pretty much it, everything froze, but now it's coming out on top, and the rest of it's dead. Hmm. Neil Sparrow says you'll be happier either planting vigorous new plants or now replacing them with other hardier species. Uh, I am letting uh, I'm letting my, my mother she can talk her into buying yeah. a new plant. You're better than me. My, I'm letting mine fill in, and there and it's this looking good. Yeah, if the top is still alive, the the stem okay. below it is going to be old. okay. So it should. Fill Just, in. And you're in the hill country, so you're probably two weeks behind. I give it another couple weeks, okay. and I think you're going to be happy with what's happened. And then I was wondering if the zinnias that you have here will they reseed? Um, what's that? These, the linarius and the rest of I don't, I'm not sure about those. I know the the bigger zinnias like Dreamland, and California Giant and Cactus. They all recede. Okay. Um, Theoretically, they should. Yeah. Now these uh, and these should be pretty true to their, because they're they're and then there's the uh, there's, a, there's a medium-sized variety out there. That will probably recede too, but that that one will come up parent parent plant. Okay. In a few weeks, the bigger ones will be here, and they definitely recede. Why? What you got in mind? Oh well, I just well, I just wanted some that recede. I yeah. I, I don't know. I just hate to buy annuals. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my um, one of my favorites. Zinnias are one of my favorites, and that's one of the reasons I yeah. like them too, because they recede. Yeah. And they just. And they'll just be continuous blooms all until Thanksgiving. Okay. All, all right. right. Okay, okay, thanks for coming by. Thanks so much. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Let's talk to Bud. Hey, Bud, welcome to the show. How are you doing? doing pretty good. How are you all? Good. Good. What's going on? Well, just quickly, uh, on the rain report, I had uh, six-tenths of an inch. I'm out here That's in far right. east, far east Bear County. So okay. a little bit more, a little bit more than a half inch. That's good. Okay, so that seems to be the. Was it a heavy rain? No, not real heavy. It, okay. It, it, um, it started off really, really light, 
Then it got heavier. At one point, I would call it a hard rain, but that was only about three minutes. Was then that this morning? Off. Uh, well, actually, I had uh, a shower at 3 a.m., and then this morning, I forget exactly when it started, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's the same pattern. And, you know, Bud, we appreciate your um, calling in, but we really don't need your hygiene reports. So when you shower is your own business. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> well, it, it, uh, you said you, uh, so you said you had a shower around three o'clock. That's yeah. good. Good for you. But, you know. <laughs> well, if he's up at three o'clock in the morning, he needs a shower. I know. I'm not sure what he's doing up at three. Okay. Well, well I'm, uh, I'm I'm almost seventy years old. So when you get to that age, Milton, you'll understand why I'm getting up at three in the morning. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the way the way Milton offends people talking on the radio. He, he may not make it to that age. Right. Thanks, bud. Thanks for calling. Yeah, bud, thanks for the report. Yeah, could I, could I ask a question? Sure, sure, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'm getting ready to plant some uh, uh, pepper transplants. Good. And uh, I know that the first problem I have with pepper transplants I get a lot of aphids. Uh, what, what can I use on the aphids? When should I start spraying? Before I see what is them it? or after I see pepper, them? Pepper oh. transplants. You yeah, could pep- use that splenosad. Uh, that that should be good for aphids. And it's okay. safe, safe to use. Splenosad. Uh, uh, should, uh, uh, should I start after I see some aphids or can I start before? I, I would wait till you see them. Yeah, because you don't always. Yeah. Don't always some years they're worse than others and whatever. Uh, one thing about peppers when you plant them, remember, uh, the, we say it over and over and over, but uh, sometimes people forget that pepper peppers will not root from the stems. In other words, on tomatoes, you know, if you get a tall, big tomato, you can plant it deep, and it'll root all along the stem. Yes. Or on its side, and it'll root all along its stem. A pepper will not root on its stem. The stem right. will not force that stem. So if you plant it deep, plant the stem deep, uh, it'll rot before it'll root. Okay. So just just plant it. What kind of peppers little, you plant? About an inch deeper than than it was originally planted. The root ball. Well, uh, I, I, I'm planning on uh, oh at least three or four different kinds. Right now, the first ones that I'll plant is a, uh, uh, what, what, what do they call this? Kula uh, Jalapeno. Jalapeno? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to plant a jalapeno, and on the other side of the garden, I'm going to plant a Kula Peno. Uh-oh. What's that? What's a Pula Peno? Uh, that's supposed to be a jalapeno that doesn't have the heat. Oh, a cool Peno. Oh, okay. I'll look that up. No, I don't think that exists. Uh, there, there's a Tam Mile, Texas A&M Mile jalapeno, which is not as hot, but kind of hard to find. Well, this uh, this, this particular mm-hmm. one is uh, put out by Bonnie, Bonnie Plant. Cool. Oh, mm-hmm. Bonnie Platform, okay. Cool jalapeno, heatless jalapeno. Huh. Uh, I've never had one of those a couple be years a ago. Mile. Maybe so. Now, I, I've tried the Tam Mild. And uh, it is mild, but it's still pretty hot for me. So I'm oh, you want, you want something cooler, huh? 
Well, I, I want to see what this cool opinion is like. Yeah, well, give That's us a curiosity thing. Yeah, give us a report too. We're curious about. Are it. you planting these from seed? Are you planting these from seed? No, no, uh, transplants. Oh, okay. You order transplants through the mail. No, I, I found them at a uh, uh, home improvement store. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie, uh, platform supplies those those uh, big box stores sometimes. Yeah. Hey, Spud. Oh, oh, good. On, on, on my uh, volunteer uh, Roma surprise. Yeah. Those things are going gangbangers. Oh, good. 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 It, it's got uh, several set fruits on them now. Yeah. Look fantastic. You, you and Milton are doing better with uh, mm-hmm. volunteers than everybody else is doing with the transplants. Yeah, I took some yeah. of those that volunteered and put them in little pots, you know, just as uh, insurance yeah yeah. and uh, they're not doing nothing in the pots yeah they're absolutely doing nothing yeah I'll be darned thanks bud we're going to try to get one more on real quick Tony's on the line at 308-8867 308-8867 hey Tony welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas what's going on yeah I'd like to ask a question I I have planted asparagus and it's in a really deep gray stand about three feet and the plants are about four years old, five years old. And last year I did pretty well with them, and this year they're just not doing much at all. Uh, and it seems like the plants that did well last year aren't doing much. And some that, that didn't do as well last year are doing better this year. Do they do like alternate-year bearing or um, any suggestions on how to get these things to be a little more productive? What is it now? Asparagus. Um, he's got some that were, they seem to be every other year kind of productive. How much fertilization? Yeah, yeah that usually is. Like, fertilization and, and watering is, is quite often the key. To, but generally they should be productive every year once they've reached four years old, like yours have. So and it, it's one of the it's an approved variety that you know for this area that's supposed to do okay, uh, and they're all in the same bed side by side, so they get equal amount of water, equal amount of fertilizer. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are you fertilizing with? I use an organic uh, garden bill. You might want to try some, some like 1959 slow release fertilizer, because they're they're heavy nitrogen feeders. Or yeah, if you don't want to use a manufactured fertilizer, start your organic fertilizer much earlier in more quantity. Yeah, about three times yeah. the recommended rate. Because most of them are about six percent or five percent. As we say, copious amounts, Milton. Copious, copious. See, and you can do a little experiment too. This. Uh, but but the translation from the fertilizer to the asparagus is not always real quick. Right. So you might, you know, you get the fertilization you do this year is translated into more production next year usually. So, right, yeah. So, yeah, the, this, is, this would be a time when the copious amounts <laughs> really are important. Just uh, try to just see if you can't use more fertilizer and see if that doesn't 
even out the production and make it better. Did the tops grow real big, uh, real tall? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, last year. I mean, it just it filled in. And it's almost it's kind of weedy by the end of the season. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, they're growing. They're, they're pretty vigorous in their growth. At least they were last year. Uh, and the year before, it just, production this year just really seems to have dropped off. When did you when did you cut them off? When did you cut the tops off? Uh, I waited till after the hard freeze and then cut them back. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, the the spears that you're having this year are they uh, they're fairly large spears, large sprouts. Not as not as big as they well on some plants they're really you know they're thumb size and on others they're not right. much more penthouse. Pencil side, so here again, it's kind of erratic. Yeah, that's that's kind of common. What you're seeing is kind of common, but I I think you if you up your fertility rate, you'll have a better harvest next year. Okay. All right. Should I should I do that when you're starting now, or do that in the fall? You do that now and in the in the fall. Okay. We got to run, Tony. Thanks, ma'am. All right, we got to run. We got to say goodbye for today, but we want to thank everybody for listening and being a part of the show. Uh, we're going to be back next Saturday and Sunday, so we hope you'll come over to Mill Burgers and, and join us and be a part of the fun. Don't forget to get your Fiesta medals here at Mill Burgers. Uh, Mill Burgers, for the very first time, has a Fiesta medal, and the proceeds for the seven dollar medal go to the Salvation Army. On behalf of the Docs, thanks to Carlo doing a great job, and thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.